0: Three,
2: two, one, zero. Hello, welcome to
3: episode one hundred and eighty-nine: Pros and Cons of Fire. Hey, money clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Vault podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien,
2: and I'm Katie Welsh.
3: So, Katie, fire.
2: So, what is fire? Because we're not talking about the f- hot stuff that you make a s'more over.
3: No, sadly not. (laughs) All right, so FIRE, financial independence, retire early, the massive movement that's currently doing the rounds. Well, I wouldn't say even currently, but it's definitely a big trend at the moment within the personal finance space.
2: I do want to say, though, it is only within the personal finance space because when you talk to other people not into personal finance, they have no idea what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, that's very true. So
2: this is a very niche kind of topic or only people who are listening to personal finance podcasts or blogs or following that kind of world at all those are the only people who are talking about fire in this sense
3: yeah and today we're going to do quite a bit of a dive into it and talk about some of the pros and cons of whether it may or may not be right for you because let's be honest like it can be right for you and it can be wrong for you it just really depends on what you're trying to get out of life yeah for sure Cool. Well, before we dive into that, if you guys haven't already, we're busy onboarding people for our debt destruction course. We're actually giving away our course to five lucky people. You may have heard us mentioning on previous podcasts and it is coming out. So definitely be on the lookout. If you want to sign up, you can sign up. It's chainofwealth.com slash debt course. You can sign up and get access to our debt destruction course. All right, Kate, are you ready to dive right in?
2: Yeah. All
3: right, let's do it.
0: Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom.
3: All right, Kate. So, FIRE. So, let's first chat about some of the pros of FIRE. And I mean, there are a ton. So, let's discuss them.
2: Okay. So, when I think of FIRE, I think, obviously, the retire early part because the F.I. in FIRE stands are financially independent, meaning that you are not really relying on your paycheck from work.
3: Right. And I think that that's an important distinction.
2: And that is a big goal in itself to get there. And I think that that is the first stepping stone. So if you do want to retire early, which is the R.E. in FIRE, then you need to become F.I. or F.I. or financially independent early on, as early as you can, so you can retire as early as you can.
3: Yeah. And what does financial independence mean? So essentially just not relying on the paycheck. Right. So the way you achieve financial independence then would be you have assets that are income producing and you're able to you aren't restricted in the in the sense that you have to wait for your paycheck to come in because your assets are making you money effectively while you're sleeping.
2: Well, even before that, then when I think of it, the first big step is paying off all your debt. So whether that's a student loan, a credit card payment, a mortgage payment, if you're going to stay planted, those payments probably should be paid off first. And then, like you said, any kind of investment you have, you are making money off of your asset.
3: Yeah. So, uh, and I think like each sort of stage that you reach, you unlock a new sense of freedom. So as an example, paying off your debt, you now have additional money to start investing and you don't have credits knocking on your door and making you feel like you're being chased all the time.
2: Right. So there's a lot of pros when it comes to retiring early. And the first one is I think pretty obvious. You don't have to go and grind at your 9 to 5 that you're miserable at anymore. It frees up your time that you're able to do things that you're more passionate about. Whether that is actually retiring or volunteering or you know even just picking up a like a hobby type job, you have the freedom and the flexibility to be able to do that.
3: So effectively you no longer have to go to work. Right. You're there because you want to be there, not because you're dependent on that income. Correct. And having that sense of freedom, Kate, I think is absolutely huge. And, you know, I think it works wonders for your self-esteem and for your, um, you know, like just your relationships with people and how you hold yourself and your sense of self-worth, you know, knowing that you're doing something because you want to do it, not because you're being pushed back into a corner and you don't really have an option.
2: Yeah. Well, and... It really can broaden your, I don't want to be super corny, but it can broaden your horizons because on the podcast, we've talked to a lot of people who have retired early and they take that time to do what they want to do. They travel. A lot of people move to foreign countries. A lot of people travel around the United States full time, imagine traveling around full time, like, oh, today I don't feel like being in Texas, so I think I'm gonna drive to New Mexico and it's fine and nobody is going to get on my back about it. It's really eye opening. And I before talking to you know Steve that thinks they retire and Michelle Schroener Gardner from making sense of saints, it never occurred to me that people live that way.
3: Yeah. And Like, I think having that sense of freedom allows people to, you know, like, literally, like you said, like, do whatever they want to do and travel as much as they want. And if they want to take a, you know, a two-week sailing trip, they can do that. And they don't have someone literally, like, watching every move, waiting for them to get back to work and do something. And, you know, ultimately, they are the masters of their own destiny. Mm -hmm. Now, Kate, like, obviously, with great power comes great responsibility, as I quote (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. But let's talk about the sacrifice that's involved for for, for fire. Um, Oof. You know, like typically you can achieve fire pretty young. And, and when I say pretty young, I would say retiring at about between 40 to 50. Okay. And that's super early. You know, if, if you consider that most people only retire... When they're in their late 60s, early 70s, sometimes even later than that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, retiring in your early 40s, that's giving you an extra like 20, 30 years of retirement, really, to, you know, just be retired and do whatever you want to do. So let's talk about the sort of sacrifice that goes into that.
2: I think that's a bit of a loaded question because it's going to come differently for everybody. So if you are sitting there with $30,000 of student loan debt and you haven't been contributing to your IRA or your 401k or, you know, any other kind of debt that you have, well, first you have to battle over that first. That could look much different from somebody who, like say, went to university and had scholarships and their parents helped them and they came out with no student loan debt and they have been vigilantly saving their money. That person is obviously closer to being financially independent. Does that mean that the person who has a student loan debt and who hasn't been contributing as much not be able to attain that goal? Absolutely not. It just means that the person who is paying back the debt and having to catch up on savings, they are going to obviously have to cut back a little bit more extremely than the counterpart. With budgeting and side hustling and really being determined to achieve that lifestyle, I don't think it is unattainable at all.
3: Yeah, I think it's 100% attainable. And, you know, like I think ultimately, once you decide that this is a route you want to take, you need to realize that this is a very long road and you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. And typically, the normal strategy that people take in fire is they become super minimalist and very frugal. And not say that's a bad thing, not say that you're being cheap or anything else, but it's sacrificing now to have enjoyment later on. And you know, Kate, like being a personal finance podcast, we're all about building that longer term wealth and planting the seed now. So you have a tree later on so that when you do need shade, it's there, you know, like planting those seeds early on is critically important. And when it comes to fire, it's no difference. You know, like the, the more work you put in now, the better you're going to be in a couple of years time and the more your money can work for you. And we just did an episode, a couple of, um, days ago about compound interest and the power that it actually has and how quickly you can double, triple, quadruple your money. And it's critically important, you know. And with fire, it's sort of trying to get as much money into those accounts as possible and really let that compounding effect sort of take place and really start working for you.
2: For sure. So can I take it now and spin it into... Not everything is as perfect as what it seems to be on the surface.
3: I would love that. But before we do that, let's take a little break and say a quick thanks to our sponsor. Okay. If you have a financial plan, you are three times more likely to be satisfied with your personal finances and two times more likely to live comfortably. That's where Savvy Financial comes in. Savvy Financial was built with a team of mathematicians, engineers, and data scientists from MIT. And they created a platform that actually helps you take action with a tailor-made plan based on your own financial Goals. Today you can get access to this platform for absolutely free on their base subscription. You can head on over to chain slash savvy. That's chainofwealth.com slash savvy. Kate and I have both started using the platform and can personally vouch for it. It really is great at helping you set a goal and really start making the steps to achieve it. This goal is based on your own financial position. So it's definitely a really great tool. You can claim their offer. It's chainofwealth.com slash savvy.
2: Okay, Den. So before the break, we talked about all the great things about fire and how it's so wonderful and you get to travel and you get to drink coffee out of a mug and not a to-go cup on a Tuesday. And
3: you get to have waffles on Wednesday.
2: (laughs) But what could be the downside?
3: Well, the downside is that Typically, if you're doing fire, true fire, you're no longer going to be in the workforce, which means you're removing yourself. And as a result, you're not going to be engaged and maybe not as mentally stimulated. You know, like just reaching a point where you no longer have to work. Are you really still going to feel like there's a sense of value? Are you, what are you going to do to keep yourself busy when all of your friends still have another 20 or 30 years left of saving? you are significantly further along on the journey than they are. And Kate, like, I think there's also the sense of loneliness that can come from it as well if you do retire early and, you know, like not really knowing what to do. And we always look at influencers as, as a good example. You know, they, they seem to be leading these amazing lives where they're Insta-famous and taking these great photos and really where the reality is is that they're actually very lonely people and they're actually miserable. And not to say that fire will make you miserable. I think it depends on the personality type that you have and only you can really answer that question. But it definitely is a big question as to what will you do when you are free? You know, once you've achieved that sense of I don't need to work anymore. Are you going to just quit your job? Or are you going to have something else to keep you busy? Like, what is your day going to look like?
2: That is a very true point. And another point is... This was a big topic a couple months ago, and I wanted. I listened to another podcast. I listened to the Paula Pant Afford Anything podcast, and she interviewed Susie Orman. And if you don't know who Susie Orman is, if you never watched her TV show when you were younger and she brutally told everybody that basically they could never afford anything, <laughs> Um, she is a financial guru, much like Dave Ramsey. Anyway, so Paula Pant interviewed Susie about the fire movement and Susie completely does not support it at all for the fact. And this is the big takeaway that I took from it. If you want to check it out, it was a really great interview. But the fact is Susie said that, typically when you are retiring early and you're in your 30s or 40s, those are your big money-making years. That's when you are no longer the new kid on the block in your career and you have been able to accumulate a couple of raises and you know what you're doing and now is the time that you can really stash some money away. Hopefully your bills are under control. You probably have settled down and had a family And now if you're not contributing to your retirement funds anymore, you're basically leaving money wasted on the table.
3: Yeah. And that's totally true as well. You know, like going back to that compounding episode that we spoke about a bit earlier, you know, the more money you can sort of contribute as early on as you can, the better off you are. So if you've now retired, you've removed yourself from that income contributing phase and you're starting to withdraw, it's obviously going to have a big negative impact. And, the question is, Kate, what if you run out of money?
2: Well, no. You know, only-
3: what if you haven't calculated your math correctly?
2: <laughs> that would be quite the dilemma, wouldn't it? Yeah. That would and- be a real snafu.
3: <laughs> it would. And the thing is as well is that people have different stages to fire. You can decide you want to be, you know, like um, living off a annualized income of like $35,000 or you may say, oh no, I want to earn $110,000 when I'm retired. You know, and based on what that number is that you come up with, what lifestyle you want to maintain, you need to figure out how much money you need and what withdrawal rate you're going to use to figure out how you're going to maintain your money and not run out of cash.
2: Well, and another good point she had was when you get older, unfortunately, you start to wear out a little bit. You don't live forever. And your medical bills will most likely increase as you get older hope and that's you know even if you are a healthy 60 year old heaven forbid you get sick you or have cancer or you fall or or even a a bad car accident or something like that could really cripple you and those kind of things a lot of times people, when they are retiring early at 40, they're not thinking.
3: They're not thinking about those big expenses. Well,
2: they're not thinking, well, geez, I could easily live, especially if I'm not really stressed out. I could easily live till I'm 90. i People are living till they're 90 years old all the time now. So that is what 50 more years that you have to be able to yeah. live. And that is a long time.
3: yeah that's a long time to make your nest egg last
2: (laughs) so I have a question for you yeah now that we have talked about fire and the pros and the cons and we've never actually talked about this me and you yeah I thought it'd be kind of fun to open up the table (laughs) so are you fire
3: Kate I don't think that I personally would consider myself fire however I value financial independence a huge amount tell me more I like having the ability to make decisions and be informed and, you know, decide what position I want to be in. And, you know, I think that achieving a sense of financial independence where you have that ability is critically important. I don't think I've got the personality type that suits the retire early. I feel like I would always be doing something. I'm not sure what that something would be. Um, You know, would it be with employer A or employer B or doing my own thing? I don't know. But realistically, I I think that I'm the sort of person that would always like to be doing something. Fair enough. And how about you? I'm not
2: really surprised by your answer. I guess I, I really don't want to sound cliche, but I completely maxed you. I really enjoyed the idea of not living paycheck to paycheck and having the money for an emergency and being able to max out my 401k and all those great things. However, and don't get me wrong, when I'm really tired and I love my naps, I could 100% get on board with the retire early part and travel and do all kinds of fun things. And I think I would be good for like six months, but I would get bored. I I like to be busy I like having things going on and I know sometimes I come home from work and I whine and I'm tired and I have you know side hustle one two and three going on but I actually really enjoy doing that so I think retiring early would leave me quite bored
3: yeah I have to agree and like we said at the beginning of this episode you know you have to figure that out for yourself what does it look like for you when do you want to reach that point that you can retire will you retire there's a lot of questions you gotta ask yourself and I think there's uh, there are a lot of pros and cons that go with fire and I think regardless of whether you're gonna be pursuing it or not I think the most important thing you can do is achieve that financial independence state where you've paid off your debts no one's gonna come knocking and you have the ability to be informed to make decisions and be in a position of power
2: yeah now that I'm thinking about it I don't think that ultimately, I'll ever retire because I would get bored. I like making money. I like getting a paycheck.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely agree. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Are you pursuing fire? Hit us up. It's at Chain of Wealth on Twitter. You can also email us. It's info at chainofwealth.com. We'll catch you next time, Money Clan.